a nightclub bans staring. A Japanese man climbed Mount Fuji dressed as a pizza delivery man. Mysterious billboards are appearing that are warning Californians don't move to Texas. These are the weird stories for Monday on Weird AF News, the only daily weird news podcast hosted by a comedian. I have three weird segments from around the globe. All right, let's bounce into it. A dance club has banned staring without getting prior verbal consent. If you want to stare at somebody at the dance club, you must ask permission first. Where is this? How did this come about? Aren't you curious? So am I. Thankfully, I'm here to guide us through this story. It says here a failure to get permission to stare could result in the police being called. Doesn't say what kind of what kind of penalty you have to pay. Is there a fine, a staring fine? Do they write you a staring ticket? This could get very expensive for some of these creepos. Yeah, man, I got like 18 staring tickets last night, man, at the club. What the hell, man? If this keeps up, not going to be able to afford to go to the club anymore, man. It says here this nightclub also discourages people from going to their club for the sole purpose of meeting someone to pick up. Wow, they just don't want people going there to find their partner, even if it's a temporary partner. Where is this, Jonesy? I know you want to know. It's Club 77. It's in Sydney, Australia. It's in a neighborhood called Darlinghurst, which sounds like a very romantic neighborhood. Sounds like a place you'd go to pick up someone. Not at Club 77. Not without permission. This Club 77 is very serious about the dancing, I think. They want to discourage people from going there with romantic inclinations. They want everyone just concentrating on the dancing. No distractions, just dancing, I assume. It says here, Club 77 had to implicate a new safety and harassment policy. Oh, there must have been a history of harassment going on inside the nightclub then. That must be the impetus. They gave staring at other patrons as an example of an action that would be considered harassment. Uh, in an Instagram post, the club claims that they've hired some safety officers wearing pink vests that would enforce the staring rules. <laughs> oh, it's a staring officer. That seems like a strange profession. Yeah, I work security at the club. Oh, you're keeping everybody safe. Not exactly. I'm, um, I'm keeping them comfortable, you know, possibly safe, you know, because things can escalate. I make sure they don't stare because staring could turn into who knows what. We just want people dancing over here at Club 77. We're all about the dancing, all right? We don't want any romance or anything of the sort. We don't even want you talking to a stranger. No talking, just dancing, all right? We're going to implement some no talking officers next week. Club 77 told the media that they wanted to remain a safe space. And so they had to update their rules because it recently, quote, attracted some patrons who do not share our values and ethics when it comes to club culture. Creating a safe space goes beyond implementing practices to deal with incidents after they have happened. We also have an obligation to educate new club goers and help them understand what is considered unacceptable behavior inside our venue and on the dance floor. Club 77 is all about the dance moves. We want to establish a very safe environment for our patrons to come out and try and experiment with their new dance moves on our safe, non-staring dance floor. Club 77 is not a place to come and pick up your lover. And if you do come in and you're approaching multiple people or giving unwanted attention or staring at someone, you are going to attract the attention of our security who have been instructed to stop this kind of behavior while wearing a lovely pink vest, I might say. 
Now, look, that's not to say we're not encouraging people to interact with some strangers. We know that that's probably going to happen at a nightclub. But any engagement must begin with some verbal consent. Well, that's just nice. Uh, of course, they're setting it up to have just the most amazing icebreaker in this nightclub where you just walk up to someone and say, hey, do you mind if I look at you? Okay, cool. Hey, do you mind if I uh, speak words with my mouth and you, you take them inside your ears and then maybe you speak words out of your mouth and into my ears? You can look at me while you do that as well. I give you permission. All right, well, what's the safety protocol? How long is looking at someone now a stare? Three seconds, four seconds? What do you guys think? I mean, if you're looking at someone for 12 seconds, that's pretty creepy. Um, I don't care how hot you are. <laughs> that's just weird. Uh, the article says, where the line is between innocently trying to make eye contact and staring is not fully explained by the club. But it is suggested that simply if the person being glanced at took any offense, the clubber looking in their direction could be kicked out. Well, that's not very productive because people take offense at different things. Some people are supremely uh, sensitive if you look at them just for a glance, they might have you kicked out, you know? Then you have to state your case with the staff. Look at I only glimpsed. It wasn't a stare. It was a glimpse. No, sir, we think it was more than a glimpse. Check the cameras. Can you see See if I'm, I'm glimpsing? You see? <laughs> then they watch the footage uh, with a stopwatch. Nope, sir, that was four seconds. That's more than a glance. It's more than a glimpse. It's more like a stare at this point. You can't come back in. Sorry. Now, they interviewed the club owner, Dan, for this article. He said that no one had been ejected from his club for staring as of yet, but he wanted to lay the ground rules as his club is becoming increasingly popular with young people. Yeah, you know, someone could stare at someone and make them feel uncomfortable. They could be staring at him for quite some time. People want to go out. They want to feel safe. They don't want people chasing after him. The response to it's been extremely positive, I must say. Well, it sounds like people like this atmosphere that he's created, I guess. Uh, it is a reason I've heard women will go to gay clubs often to dance. Because, first of all, they play amazing dance music. And second of all, they don't have to deal with being harassed or stared at by men. Um, but this particular protocol is a little bit extreme. Um, I think a better way would be to somehow give a creepo test. I don't know how you would do that. Come up with a creepo test that you give them at the door. That way you can keep the creepos out. And then we can all just behave naturally, which, you know, naturally we're not going to, you know, stare and be stupid and harass people. Most people are pretty behaved. It's just the creepos, man. You got to suss them out somehow. You could probably uh, do this by coming up with a very short questionnaire and then checking their browser history on their phone. I think that would do it. What do you guys think? Any ideas here? 646-450-2012. A Japanese man climbs Mount Fuji dressed as a pizza delivery guy just for fun. A picture of a Japanese man wearing a Domino's pizza shirt supposedly delivering pizza at the top of Mount Fuji has been making its rounds on Japanese social media. The picture is subtitled, I hiked up Mount Fuji yesterday. There was someone who ordered Domino's. Carrying a Domino's pizza thermal bag on his back, the man dressed in all black appears to be walking briskly as if he was heading to the spot where his customer was waiting for the pizza. The picture appeared to be taken at the top of Mount Fuji, the highest peak in the country, judging from the clouds that could be seen in the photo. It was a very long delivery trick. It took six hours. 
recording his journey to the top, which started at 7.38 a.m. The man posted several pictures of his Domino's pizza carrying bag at various points while on his way to the peak of the mountain. He eventually reached his goal at 1.27 p.m., roughly six hours later. I'm going to guess the pizza was not hot, but who knows? He even posed with his customer, quote, customer, who gladly received the box of pizza that he, quote, ordered from him. And I'm looking at the photo here. It's pretty, it's adorable, actually. Now, the big surprise here is not that the man climbed Mount Fuji to deliver the pizza, but that he's not a delivery worker at all. He's not a pizza delivery guy, nor does he work for Domino's. According to the media, he's just a regular office worker who enjoys hiking up large mountains. Rather than pizza, his delivery bag is filled with various equipment and necessities needed for the journey. And while hiking up mountains, Umanami Futoshi likes to cosplay as various delivery people working for different companies. <laughs> this guy's hilarious. His name is Umanami Futoshi. I might have to follow him on the gram. He's hiked up some tall mountains in Japan posing in various delivery outfits, such as Uber Eats, Demei Khan, which is a Japanese delivery company, and Pizza La, the second highest grossing pizza chain in Japan after Domino's Pizza. Wow, Domino's Pizza is the number one pizza delivery chain in Japan? Fascinating. Oh yeah, here's a photo with him wearing the Uber Eats backpack. I'll post a link to this so you can look at some of the photos, or you can just Google this guy. Uh, Umanami told the media that he got his hands on a thermal delivery bag from Uber Eats about a year ago. That was when he thought it might be interesting to hike up Mount Fuji with it. After he received overwhelmingly positive feedback from fellow hikers, he started cosplaying as delivery workers for various companies on future treks. He added that he felt encouraged by everyone who cheered him on <laughs> as he climbed, and he now finds himself hiking up mountains much more easily. Oh, I love this guy. He's kind of weird and funny. I like when people do this sort of stuff. I like when people just bring out entertainment into the world. They don't even charge you for it. They just get out there and they do their thing. And you're just like, it just brings a smile to your face, right? I would tip this guy. Yay! Mysterious billboards in San Francisco and Los Angeles are warning Californians not to move to Texas. A billboard that reportedly sprung up in Los Angeles and San Francisco this week, is warning Californians against moving to the state of Texas. Uh, the billboard, whose creator remains a mystery, claims that the so-called, quote, Texas miracle died in Uvalde, where 19 students and two teachers were fatally shot in May. The Texas miracle, quote, is a term popularized by former Governor Rick Perry in 2011 to highlight the state's resilient economy amid the Great Recession back then. The billboard also referenced the statement, don't mess with Texas, which started as an anti-littering slogan in the 80s before it evolved into a call of state pride. The movement of Californians to Texas has been happening for years for various reasons, which mainly have to do with surging housing prices. Here's a quote from Bill Fulton, the director of some sort of research institute. In about 2018 to 2019, that's when home prices in California really began to go up a lot. And that accelerated people moving to the state of Texas. We know this. I myself moved from California to Texas as a matter of funk. This exodus from California to Texas, however, became more pronounced amid the COVID-19 pandemic. Experts believe it has to do with looser health restrictions and better business flexibility. Governor Greg Abbott and other conservative legislators also pushed for reopening schools as well. 
I think COVID has exposed a lot of the weaknesses of the California model because people realize they're not necessarily getting great services if schools can't open for much of the year for in-person learning, for examples. That's why we've seen people opt to leave for Texas. To the extent that California's leaders don't grapple with some of the reasons why people are choosing to leave, I think it will be hugely disadvantaged to California. Well, they're right. People are moving to Texas. I remember during during COVID, I know a bunch of comedians who moved to Austin, Texas specifically, because you couldn't do comedy here in L.A. They wanted to go somewhere where, you know, the protocol was a little more loose. Of course, uh, you know, you can have loose protocols, but there's a price for that. Uh, There's some other restrictions in Texas that I find to be pretty deplorable and annoying. Meanwhile, uh, some Texans have expressed fears about immigrating Californians changing their culture, possibly. However, experts are not really forecasting any drastic transformations. People are moving to Texas for a better life, you know, and they're both Democrats and Republicans, so they're not going to change Texas very quickly, if at all. You know, the immigration barely holds any Anglo numbers or white numbers in Texas steady. Most of the actual growth in the state is among the Hispanics and the Asians. Ninety percent of or more of the growth over the last two decades have been among Asians and Hispanics. So people moving in are not going to change Texas very much at all, really at all. Well, I'm not sure I buy that (laughs) declaration. If 90 percent of the growth is Asians and Hispanics. How is that not going to change Texas? I mean, it's going to definitely change Texas. And that's not what's weird about this story. What's weird is that someone would buy billboards to tell people don't move away, specifically Texas. That's really funny. It could be an individual playing a prank, but it seems kind of serious. It might be an organization. Maybe there's some sort of underground pro-California organization or anti-Texas organization. Maybe some organization called... The people for never leaving California. As the president of the people for never leaving California, just want you to know we're putting up billboards that are urging people not to move to Texas. Uh, We have a budget for uh, Arizona as well. We're noticing a big exodus to the state of Arizona. And we're going to put up some billboards that tell you don't move to Connecticut because Connecticut is the most boring state. We're not getting a lot of Californians leaving for Connecticut, but we just want to make sure we have all our bases covered. Hello, my friends and loyal listeners. I appreciate your time. I'm going to keep this outro brief. I want to thank everyone who sent me uh, messages over the weekend. I appreciate all of you. I hope you enjoyed that Florida Friday episode. And a shout out to everyone who sent me Florida stories as well. Super helpful. Hope you had a nice weekend. Uh, I have a new patron, and I would like to give thanks and praise to Mr. Steven Santiago for becoming a patron. Yes, Steven Santiago has joined the Patreon and become a big-time supporter of Weird AF News, taking it to a whole new level, Steven, and I want to thank you from the bottom of my core, also known as my heart. Uh, please enjoy the extra content that is within the Patreon. I put some stuff in there over the weekend. I always try to throw weird stuff in there on a regular basis. So there's a lot in there. And uh, so if you get some extra time, check that out. If you guys would like to join the Patreon as well and uh, join the little nice group of supporters that I have in there, real rabid fans of the show, really cool people like Steven Santiago, for instance, Uh, go to patreon.com slash weirdafnews or go to weirdafnews.com and click on the Patreon banner. If you guys would like to email me a story, 
that you come across. You can do it anytime. My email is always open 24-7. It's funnyjones at gmail.com. If you'd like to call the show and express yourself, 646-450-2012. You got it.